Psalm 19, to the lead player, a David Psalm. The heavens tell God's glory, and his handiwork skies declares. Day to day breathes utterance, and night to night pronounces knowledge. There is no utterance, and there are no words. Their voice is never heard. Through all the earth their voice goes out, to the world's edge their words. For the sun he set up a tent in them, and he, like a groom from his canopy, comes, exalts like a warrior running his course. From the ends of the heavens he his going out, and his circuit to their ends, and nothing can hide from his heat. The Lord's teaching is perfect, restoring to life. The Lord's pact is steadfast, it makes the fool wise. The Lord's precepts are upright, delighting the heart. The Lord's command unblemished, giving light to the eyes. The Lord's fear is pure, outlasting all time. The Lord's judgments are true, all of them just. More desired than gold, more abundant than fine gold, and sweeter than honey, quintessence of bees. Your servant, too, takes care with them. In keeping them, great reward, unwitting sins, who can grasp? Of unknown actions clear me. From willful men preserve your servant. Let them not rule over me. Then shall I be blameless and clear of great crime. Let my mouth's utterances be pleasing and my heart stirring before you, Lord, my rock and redeemer. I'm reading from Robert Alter's um, uh, translation. And uh, the main reason, almost the only reason, is because of this phrase, quintessence of bees. Uh, apparently, the Hebrew um, actually is uh, honey of honeys. Um, the two words for honeys are synonyms of each other. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the, the words in Hebrew. Um, and it's, a, it's an intensification. You know, um, honey of honey means like the best or the sweetest or the most pure honey. And uh, I love the idea that he translated that phrase, honey of honey, into quintessence of bees. Um, just a, a lovely turn of phrase. Uh, I love it in English. Don't know how accurate it is to the Hebrew, but I, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, I also love the first part of the psalm where it talks about the heavens and how they're declaring God's glory, uh, and, but not with words. Um, you can't actually hear their voice. Uh, and that's something I found that's very profound. If you go into nature, you often can see God's glory, but you can't, you know, they're not words. You just see a sunrise or beautiful clouds or a desert landscape or um, beautiful trees, rich lushness. And, and you just look at all of these things and you say, yes, that is God's doing. God created that. God is sustaining that. Um, and there are no words for it. It just is... Um, Maybe no logic. Maybe it's uh, you know um, someone who doesn't believe that uh, there is a God who created everything might say this is foolishness. But um, but I can't I can't argue with the psalmist. Uh, the words um, may not be there, but uh, I can clearly see God's glory um, going out. And there's even a contradiction. Um, it's hard to explain what exactly is going on. Uh, the psalm itself um, says there are no words, and then it immediately turns around and says there are words. The voice can be heard, um, and and both of those are true in some uh, profound way. Uh, there's a contradiction, but it's not the sort of contradiction that um, eliminates knowledge. It's the sort of contradiction that suggests there's something deeper and richer going on 
um, that is difficult to explain, uh, I guess, ironically enough, in our words, uh, which is all that we, um, you know, in, in many ways, it's all that we have um, to express uh, um, ourselves. Um, all right. Well, I enjoy this psalm quite a bit. Uh, I have probably more things to say, but I can't think of them right now. Uh, so we'll just have to go on to tomorrow.